With us on the line to talk a little hoops is Bob Myers, Warriors general manager. Hey, Bob, what's going on? Hey, Larry, I was um, I was listening on the way in. I I think this whole thing without Gary is going great. I. <laughs> I got to tell you, I mean, the show sounds unbelievable. He's dragging you down. He is, is he? He's slowing you down. Yeah, I'm sure everybody else is telling you that. Yeah, you're like the, you're like the guy who walks into the room full of women and says, "Did you hear what she said about you?" And then just walks out. I, I, you're a crap. Right? You're a crap disturber. This I can is tell. Awkward. <laughs> How much vacation does Radnich get? How do can we get on that plan? What, what's the deal? Yes. Who's his agent? Yeah, exactly. I need I, that guy. I think he was represented by a, uh, a guy named Myers, I think. Uh, it was one of Arn Tellum. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. One of the, one of the lackeys oh, for Arn Tellum. I, I think his name's Myers. I think it was a B Myers, I need, but I, need, I never I got need, the first name. Yeah, I need that, that four-month vacation in my contract. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly, deal. exactly. Well, hey, how's things going? How's your off-season going? You guys pretty much have everything uh, as you want, all the heavy lifting's done. And when do you, when do you, when do you go to camp? Larry, they're all coming in. They're trickling in now. They don't have to report until the first. But most most good teams, most successful teams, um, have players come in a little bit early, start building us some camaraderie. We have a lot of new faces, a lot of new 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 pieces to fit together. So our players are going to start coming in. There's some guys in here today. Uh, most of them will start coming in next week or the week after. Officially, October 1st is media day. As far as roster moves. We have done the yeoman's work uh, up to this point, but that doesn't mean if, if a call comes in now or the next 10 minutes that makes sense for us that we don't do anything. It's just uh, it's likely that we go into the season with, with who we have on the roster today. Let me ask you about a guy that's kind of intriguing to me, and it's uh, the, the uh, seven-footer from China, E. Mm. And E, I know, is out there, and he's, it sounds like he asked for, he's asking for big dollars, and there was a lot of people that thought he had a lot of game uh, coming over, and and yet he's played relatively soft, and he's a free agent, and and uh, I just to me it just seems like there's got to be more there. I mean, he seems like a seven footer who can really run the floor and shoot the ball. There's not a spot in the NBA for him. And you guys ever consider bringing him here? I would imagine just having him would be uh, making you know he'd be very very marketable if nothing else. Well, yeah, I think on the marketing side, exactly, he'd be great. But first, you got to make sure he fits on the playing side. And, and Larry, he's a, he, if you were to watch him work out in the gym, just walk in, watch him work out by himself, he's a phenom. I mean, he shoots the ball well, moves well, is athletic. The thing I think he struggled with is uh, just adapting to the feel of the game. And, and that, I don't know if, if, if that's totally something everybody can, can comprehend, but he struggles, I think, sometimes on how to fit in, when to shoot, when to pass. Um, defensive schemes, things like that. He has come a long way. I'm actually surprised he's not in the league at this point. We we did look at him, but with having the players we have, with with having three seven footers, with having uh, three players at the four spot and the five spot, it didn't make a ton of sense for us. But I do think he's talented enough to be in the NBA. Um, I'm surprised he's not. Uh, I I think he may up, end up there, but but I really don't know. Yeah. Hey, how many games you got Andrew Bogut for for Monte last year? And obviously he's thought to be the guy who's going to anchor your guys' defense, and we're all hoping that he's healthy. But I did see that he may not play in the preseason games or that he may still have some ankle uh, pain. How many games will Bogut play? I mean, what what's accept, what's, an, <laughs> what's an acceptable number of games for you? I mean, if – is fifty? Would you be satisfied with fifty? No, would you no. be satisfied with sixty? I mean, where it's a it's an eighty-two game schedule. How many games would satisfy you? Seventy, seventy-five. I mean, the th- a lot. Basically, he's the full year. Lot, full for sure. I mean, there's no reason why it's not as if he's coming in with a chronic back injury or he's 
guy that um, has had issues with his shoulder for the over the past years or his ankle. The things he's actually uh, been hit with, the injuries he's been hit with, are relatively acute. They're not uh, they're not these insidious things that have just grown up with him and been around him a long time. They've they've been freak type things. But he, I think, what came off of the interview and 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 it was a little bit hard to to, I guess, decipher, was that he was basically saying he wants to do more. And I just spoke to him last night. He's in Australia right now. He, he's following the protocol of the doctor that performed the surgery, as, as he should, as we would like him to. But in doing so, he's be- becoming impatient, and we've been telling him to stick with the plan. There are no setbacks. Nothing has happened that has derailed his uh, rehab or anything like that. It's more of a, si- a situation where the doctor has said, let's go slow. I'd rather have you miss two or three preseason games and play 70 NBA games, then ramp it up and play in eight preseason games and only play in 50 NBA games. So you know as well as I do, it, it, 10 games into the year, if he hurts himself and he played in all the preseason games, it's not going to matter. But if he doesn't play in any preseason games and plays in 70 NBA games, everybody's going to be fine. So we just got to be cautious with it and uh, follow the doctor's orders, which we are and he is. I, I think he'll be fine. There's no reason not to believe he's not going to be ready to go by the first game of the season. Well, I guess my whole thing is just that, I mean, you can understand why some people know seeing how many games he's missed the last couple of years, and then see and then reading that article, you could understand the the skepticism that some Warrior fans would have that that maybe this is a recurring thing, maybe this is something that's going to be bothersome to him just going forward in his career. I hope that's not the case, but you could at least see where people yeah, are coming it. from. I see it. I, I mean, all I can say to you is um, that when I sat in the doctor's office with him, uh, I don't know, three weeks ago in L.A. when he came out and saw the doctor that did the surgery, uh, doctor said, you're ahead of schedule. He said, you look good. He said, I'm going to purposely take this slow with you. Uh, if I had sat in there and somebody had said, the doctor or Andrew or Andrew had said, I'm experiencing some pain, or the doctor had said, I don't like the way your ankle feels, I don't like the way the x-rays look, then I'd be concerned. At, at this point, that there's nothing that is... is concerning short of the fact that you hear something like that and everybody wants him to play I want him to play in every preseason game but at the same time um, it, it's not a situation where something has occurred that we uh, are worried about or that has was unforeseen everything's according to schedule that's all I can tell you um, and look Warriors fans <laughs> to the point of the fans I see why they're skeptical uh, of anything at this point I, sure. I get that I mean I get the fact that um team hasn't won we haven't won and uh we've had the injured players um we've not given them the results that they uh, deserve so for them to say well here we go again or the warriors are struggling again i get it we just have to go out and win and then uh, then hopefully we'll gain the trust of the fans and um if we don't do that they'll keep asking questions which is which is absolutely normal yeah uh, part- i hope we can i hope we can calm some of the fears yeah that's it's par for the course until until the wins come the playoffs come we're talking to bob myers and and warriors general manager kind enough to give us a few minutes on cam br um you know and hopefully he is what he was in milwaukee he anchored a top five defense for three seasons in milwaukee and hopefully he can do that do that for the warriors now the other crucial ankle is is that of steph curry right yeah and 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 i guess you guys have a question or a, a decision to make on curry do you extend curry by that october deadline or let him prove that he's healthy throughout the course of the year and then let him become a restricted free agent and go match offers next summer do you have a a thought on that yeah, a lot of thoughts on that one. That 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 you wake up at three in the morning thinking about Larry. Um, but but I will tell you that we value him. Uh, we'd love for him to be a warrior for a long time. He's a great kid. He's a tremendous player, uh, tremendous person. Um, as far as 
speculating on whether we'll get a deal done. I've sat in uh, on his side of the fence with his representing players that are due for an extension. I had TJ Ford one year where he had a, a neck issue, um, and he actually ended up doing an extension. What, what it always comes down to, what, what, it, what, what these type of things come down to, after you plug in all the uh, facts into the equation, meaning injury, past performance, projected future performance, uh, what, what your certain cap situation is on your team, what you think the player's market value is, we're going to present a number. His side will present a number, and uh, we'll either come to a deal or we won't. We're hopeful that we can. I think he'd like to get a deal done. Sounds like it. But, but yeah, but I think whether that happens or not, we're not at the point where we're, we're digging in deep and, and, and feeling them out as far as where they are, and we haven't really presented a strong case of where we are. So I think we'll... We'll we'll determine that as it gets closer. Most deals, Larry, I can tell you, as, as you well know, don't get done until a deadline approaches. Anything, trade deals, draft day deals, uh, rookie extensions. Um, there's other guys out there floating around still still negotiating. The ones that get done early, I will tell you, the ones that get done in July, those are the slam dunk. Uh, Kevin Durant, here's your max contract. Blake Griffin, you saw him get done. Um, Derek Rose, boom, here's your money. But But guys that are not absolute max players and, and you have to negotiate usually uh, they go down to the wire and and we'll uh, we'll take this thing as far as it goes but we would like to keep him we, we want to make something work what's the advantage to to extending him now because I mean wh- the guys had injuries and they've been recurring ankle issues I mean isn't it in the best interest of the franchise to make him prove that he can be healthy for a full year before you start giving him big money long term or what what would be the argument that says no 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 sign him now? And 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 don't allow him to play this year and become restricted next summer, despite the fact you can match next summer. Right. The risk is, um, and this goes for not just him, any player. The risk is you forego a deal and the player has a great year and you end up paying much more than you would have uh, by doing an extension. So the risk is always money. It's always uh, you offered. X and all of a sudden uh, the player has a great year. Somebody and you saw. I mean, I, I know you follow this stuff pretty closely. You saw some of the offer sheets thrown around. Uh, players receiving um, big money, big money um, that 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 you can offer sheet type money. I think there was three major sized offer sheets. So that's your risk. And usually the way it works, Larry, is when a restricted free agent gets an offer sheet uh, and, and a team attempts to sign him. And you saw this this past year. It's an automatic overpay, and the reason is, is let's say that team is going after a player, they have to make the dollar so big that it frightens the team that has the matching rights. So if you go into and tread into those waters and say you're a restricted free agent, and I'm just making the argument why you would do an extension. Sure. Um, if you tread into those waters, you risk a huge one day, July 1st, July 2nd, waking up and saying, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> and you've got an offer on your desk uh, that's a big number. And that's the way the game works in free agency. So it's just, a, it's just a, a matter of going through the exercise and saying, what is the risk of foregoing a deal and at what number? It always comes down to the number to me. I mean, I, from the agent side, it's money. Uh, is the money right? Is the money commensurate with what the player thinks he uh, would would get on the market? And then on, on October 31st, for example, let's say it's October 31st, and I was representing players, and you're sitting there and you present to a player an offer sheet. I mean, excuse me, an offer from the team, and you say to you, Larry, here's Larry, hey Larry, here's five years, you know, here's uh, and this is nothing to do with Curry. Here, here's a million dollars a year for five years. And you Very say, similar I, to it, what KMBR came right, out, Yeah, came exactly. With me similar out. to what you make right, right now. Right. So Very a couple similar. million, a couple million a year for five years. And I tell you, you can have this money right now. 
sign this and you're good. You can have a crummy year, you can uh, get hurt, you can get sick, and you get your money. You then have to look me in the eye and say, you know what? Not going to do it. I'm going to play out the year. I think I'm worth $4 million, or I think I'm worth $3 million. So that's what it comes down to. And everybody, you, you may say no because you say, you know what? I couldn't live with this deal because I know Kate makes a million and a half, and I can't deal with Kate making more than me. <laughs> Exactly. And then believe me, she makes a penny more than me and they'll be held to pay. <laughs> uh, but you know how it is. Ego plays into it. Sure. Uh, you know, and then look, everybody values – just like investing in the stock market. You may say, I'm a tech stock guy. I'm going big. I'm, I'm, I'm betting on the home runs. Or you may say, I'm very cautious. I'm, a, I'm an S&P 500 guy and I, I don't want to – I can't sleep at night. So it all plays into what your personal psyche is. There's so many factors that goes into it. Uh, bottom line, back to Curry, we would like to do something – we're going to weigh all the all the factors and, and hopefully try to figure something out. We'll see. Hey, there was a quote from you to Mark Jackson. This is the quote. It says, you've got something to work with. It's up to you guys to go forward and do well with this group. I don't think that's unfair to ask. Should we read that as uh, Jackson's feet are in the fire this year? Is there more <laughs> pressure on uh, on Jack? Is he is he off of uh, – is, is last year his one scholarship year and this year uh, you guys are really watching? What's the deal? I'll give you a little color on that one. Um, I've known Mark a long time, and last year I'd go down, um, known him a long time, over 10 years, and I'd go down uh, to the locker room last year, and he'd kind of, he at the end of the season, he'd kind of shrug his shoulders, and and, and he'd kind of say, what do, you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I said, we didn't give him a ton of talent to win games, um, especially after we traded Monte and, and Andrew couldn't play Bogut. So what the point of the, 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 the quote was to say to Mark, okay, buddy, Let's 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 have fun. Let's go and win some games. Um, and and here's a group that we think you can do it with. It wasn't, you better win or you're out of here. It, it, it was some taken like that in some context. But I'll tell you this, I'm sure there's pressure on Mark. And I called him and I said, Mark, this is being interpreted in one way. And, and he kind of laughed. And and the best thing about Mark is he's been around a long time. I mean, he had pressure to win as a player. He knows there's pressure. There's pressure on everybody in this business uh, to win. And so I think what what I was attempting to communicate was we feel like we have a group out there that can compete. And do well, and uh, and I think that he took it uh, in a way of I got it, um, I agree with you. He didn't he didn't say you're wrong. I can't win with this group. He said you're right. I like the group we have, and let's go uh, let's go see what we can do. So I think it was a little bit taken out of context, but at the same time, sure there's pressure on him. I mean the pressure on me, um, pressure on everybody in the organization to do well, and that's okay. That comes with the territory. And we put it on ourselves, too, Larry. We put it on ourselves. I mean, I think Mark's the type of guy, uh, I would tell you I'm the type of guy, it, 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 the, I put more on myself than anybody's going to put on me to win. I mean, I, I'll be bothered more than anybody if we're not winning, as will Mark. I mean, that's just part of being a competitive uh, competitive person. So I think it's okay. I think he embraced it, and um, I'm hoping that, that, that the team uh, does compete this year. Hey, playoffs are bust, or is that too, uh, I don't know, is that too narrow a focus? <laughs> I mean, I'm, obviously you want to have that mindset. You want to make the playoffs. But is that is that a fair – is it fair to say it's playoffs or bust – I don't know. You know, I say something like that, and it comes off wrong. I think I think the bottom line is we think we can fight for the playoffs. I'm not going to promise right. uh, or guarantee that we're making them. That's that's that. Who cares if I do that? Bottom. I mean, what what if I say it doesn't matter? What matters is uh, we think we've got a group that that can actually go out there and and win games and actually put a good product on the floor. The fans deserve to have a team that they feel like when they show up on any given night can win the game, and and we're not outmatched, and we can guard, and we can rebound, and we can stop somebody. And, and so many times in the last five minutes of the game, 
this team could not stop anybody. And and as a fan of this team, prior to even working here, it just killed me. I, I'd turn on the Warriors games on the league pass living down in L.A., and it'd be a close game. And I'd say, well, it's a close game. It's not good for the Warriors. You know, and that just sucks. And so that's got to change. And I think that um, we hope we put a group out that can compete, Larry. I think we, we do. But as far as me saying playoffs or bust or something like that, it, it just it doesn't do – us any good or, or, or me any good. You can say whatever you want, though. You, you, you have the right to say that. Bob Myers <laughs> says to Mark Jackson, you make the playoffs or your ass is gone. <laughs> you heard it on KMBR. I just we'll yeah. I hope somebody, to... yeah, if somebody just turned the radio on, then we got a problem. <laughs> exactly. Don't you love those out-of-context quotes? Oh I just, I just want to hear more about that 1.5 mil, Bob said. Bob, let yeah, me talk that, to you. Yeah, yeah, off, yeah, yeah. off air. Let me, that off air. Let me talk to you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right, Bob, we're looking forward to a big year. Uh, hey, I met Carl Landry. What a guy that guy is, man. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Excited by him, by Jared Jack. Uh, we loved Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green. It's been a good off season. Now all you got to do is make the damn playoffs. All right. Well, you know, well, <laughs> well said, well stated, Larry. Well, right. thanks for having me on. Thanks, Kate. I appreciate it. Hey, Bobby, you're welcome anytime. And uh, oh, we, we and one last thing. Hey, Larry. One uh, last. Uh oh. Uh oh. One ahead. last thing. No, this isn't bad. Uh oh. I want to congratulate the guys. Um, that are going to the Hall of Fame that, that actually touched the Warriors organization. Uh, obviously, Nelly's going in, Jamal Wilkes and Ralph Sampson. And um, it's great. I mean, that's a huge honor. Uh, we got some people going out there uh, to, to help celebrate with those guys. But um, great for them um, and happy that they, in their careers, passed through here. So, yeah, no question. Congratulations. Nelly was one of my favorites. I think he's one of the greatest radio interviews of all time, well, outside of yourself, of course. <laughs> All yeah, right, I think Bob. he's coming into you guys tonight, I heard. I think he's coming he in your is, way. He is, Bob. Nice transition yeah. there. Look like at that. that. Damn, look at this. Nelly in studio for an entire hour. He's going to be on 6 to 7 tonight with Tom and Eric, so that That's should be awesome. fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I hey, Bob, it. anytime. We'd love to have you on again, and uh, okay. and uh, thanks for giving us the rundown on the Warrior offseason. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Bob Kate. Myers, right. Warrior GM, stopping by.